Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. This is Gentry, and I'm here today with my longtime friend, Stephanie. I want to say Quadri, but it's Bender now. Yeah. And uh, and we have been friends for probably going on 20 years, I want to say. Yeah. I've always um, referred to Stephanie as my fashion expert friend. So today I wanted to bring her in because she is has got so many more things going on than just her job and she is the perfect person to be on our ju- the Juggle is Real series. So welcome. Thank Stephanie. you. It's <laughs> nice to chat with you. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. I think people can learn so much from you, honestly. Um, being a new mom, having a high uh, demanding <clears throat> job in, in the fashion industry in Dallas. But first, can you just give us a, like, just brief us on, you know, the world of what it is you do? Because I know you've started off, you know, um, in freelance, uh, doing freelance, if I'm not, if I'm correct. Well, and then- I started at, um, uh, D Magazine, I guess, would be kind of the beginning of, of that. And then I transitioned to freelance and then ended up at Neiman. So. That's right. It's yeah. been a while. D Magazine. Yeah. D That's Magazine. Right. How long were you there? I was at D Magazine as a uh, style editor was my title for almost 10 years, like wow. eight years. Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. And then, so how did that, how did, <clears throat> how did you get into the field yeah. at all? And then how did you transfer over mm-hmm. to just, you know, working for yourself primarily? Mm-hmm. So basically, I majored in um, fashion and retail and consumer studies. And from there, I wasn't quite sure the direction I wanted to go. I worked for some boutiques and kind of dabbled in different stuff. And and, um, a friend of mine was working at D Magazine, and there was a position, you know, I had no idea this was even a position that existed. So um, a friend of mine suggested I work with the style editor there and do a couple photo shoots with her. Did some shoots with her um, fashion styling and realized, oh, this is fun. I, you know, maybe I want to do this. And so um, she left the job. I got it. I worked there for eight years. And as a style editor, it kind of encompassed not only fashion, but also beauty and um, and anything that's attached to that. I did um, writing. I did styling. I um, tested products. Um, interviewed designers, interviewed spas, kind of tipped my toe into all of that, which was a lot of fun. And a lot of diversity existed. And then, you know, we went from doing print to doing online stuff. Um, That was when the whole transition of the blog became Mm -hmm. a big deal. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time uh, in print, it was uh, kind of fashion was kind of phasing out and being becoming more online and so I left the company when they had a bunch of layoffs but um that that transitioned me into freelance and at that time an agency reached out to me to represent me as a stylist so my career went more into styling fashion at that moment and so I did fashion styling with them as an agency representing me um commercials Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. print a lot of um Ads and then also fashion editorials that I continued to do for magazines in Dallas and other places. And so uh, I worked for FD Lux, which was part of the Dallas Morning News for a little bit, and Fancy. that was fun. And and that's where yeah. I got to continue kind of writing. I actually did a little bit on Home as well. So um, and then uh, from there, Neiman Marcus approached me, and I started working for them as a senior style editor. So I've been with them for almost two years. 
Okay, so I'm gonna go. We're gonna go back, and then we're gonna come forward. Sure. So just to go back, because I know there's a lot of people that go to school for one thing, they get out into the real world, and they're like, uh, "This the reality of this is different than you know the idea of it," and they change careers. You actually went to school for mm-hmm. fashion, right? Mm-hmm. So you stayed within your film, your field, but then. You mentioned that this job, like you didn't even really know that this job existed, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, um, what? Uh, so you you how did you get the job? Sure. I guess is the yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know it is existed and, and you're and you don't really have a lot of experience, mm-hmm. like how did you get that type of job? Yeah, I think a lot of my career path was like coincidental and being in the right place at the right time. To be honest with you, and I feel very lucky for that. But I do think if um, you have to keep your eyes and ears open when you're starting a new or when you're getting out of college or whenever you're ready to start your career and just kind of take people's um, references and run with them, if you will. So so the job at D, I was at the time working at a boutique called Shears and it was... um, lingerie um, shop and I uh, was trying to kind of learn how you know the functions of a a boutique and do I want to open my own boutique and at that time I really realized like I wasn't really ready to do something like that and um, and lucky for me like I said my friend uh, was working there in marketing and so she was like oh I think you would be great at this job they have called fashion editor and of course I was familiar with magazines and um, I almost majored in journalism in school Um, so I you know enjoyed writing although I didn't have a journalism background Um, lucky for me I think I was decent at it (laughs) I think a lot of people that are editors um, or that are contributing writers I should say um, more enjoy interviewing people in that process and then there's always an editor to edit your your copy your writing thankfully because you know not everybody's such a great uh, writer but um anyhow so one thing led to another and I started assisting the girl who had the job at the time and um there was a position opening as receptionist at D Magazine okay and at the time the magazine was pretty small there was only about 49 employees and um now it's much larger and um I so I answered the phones which was not my favorite thing to do but you did it <laughs> but I did but it did because it. I knew that was my foot in the door and so that's where I I, I started and I, I was there for eight months doing that before I um, slid into the position when the girl um, decided to leave the position I was helping her and I would contribute when I could and um, as soon as she left I was offered the position and that's how that worked out so again right place right time but also because I took a position um, to get my foot in the door and I think this is really important for people just starting out because I think there's a lot of false expectations just with my, my experience with younger people this isn't to like uh this isn't to say anything negative about younger people okay they're they're like extremely bright and extreme extremely you know like uh motivated but there's a false expectation that you know i'm going to graduate from college and then just land the spectacular job that pays you know at the top of the pay mm-hmm. scale and stuff like that i've heard it all and i'm just thinking oh you're probably gonna have to work somewhere for a couple of years and like it's just not the way that it is anymore you really have to work and you really have to prove yourself mm-hmm. so i think it's important that you <clears throat> you 
I didn't even know this. I think it's important that you mentioned you started out as the receptionist and you contributed where you could because there's a lot of people that take jobs and they just kind of do the bare minimum Mm -hmm. i think you know if especially if they're not um if they're not absorbed in like the culture not into the culture of the Mm -hmm. the company and so i think that's really important to point out that you you know while eight months isn't an extremely long time you you didn't really want the job but you took it anyways you did a great job obviously a good enough job to be offered a position. I don't know how great I was at being a receptionist, to be honest, but good enough to make it through. <laughs> but you but you said you contributed yeah. where you could, and I just think yeah. that's really important for people because it just shows, uh, um, it just showed them that you were willing to do mm-hmm. whatever it took to get yourself Yeah, in. and I think it, it was actually great looking back to do that position because if you if you can get um, a feel for the whole company and how it works you kind of have that knowledge going into a job like okay this is what this part of the company does and this is what this part of the company does sales and marketing and all of that's so important to the overall picture and I wouldn't have known all those different ways all of those contributed to the whole of the magazine if I hadn't been in that position and I think that's always been very helpful in my career path because I am able to understand how each piece of the puzzle makes it work. Brilliant. Makes complete sense to me. So you were there for eight months. You transitioned into your long-term fashion fashion editing job at D Magazine. I know that they went through some transitions Mm -hmm. at some point. This is about eight years later, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so actually take us through the day of, uh, I mean, you can say, "Oh, this is what I. This is these are technical things of this job." But take <clears> us <throat> through the 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 day in, day in the life of a, a fashion editor at D Magazine. What's sure. what's that like? I think that job has changed through the years, but at the time when I was doing it, um, I kind of you know covered, like I said, topics from beauty to fashion to even home decor and, and art, but. Um, but like there'd be days where I would go out and visit shops like new stores that opened and kind of get the the information of, of what was happening in that new shop and the background so I could write then write or propose an article on that shop or the owner um, or maybe a fashion trend that I was seeing in the market. Um, there'd be days when I um, would get a bunch of beauty products and I would test those out and kind of see, oh, we should cover this one. Um, Sounds like a hard job. Yeah, stuff. yeah, it, yeah. It was tough at times, but um, I used to have like a sample drawer full of of supplies that I would test out, which was fun. But you know, we also shared it amongst the company and um, got feedback on stuff. But but I think that job's changed a little bit now. There's a lot of like bloggers and influencers that do a lot of that stuff. Um, and then I would go out and I. One of the things I loved was I got the chance to go to New York and do Fashion Week at the time of of yeah and so I would get um, a press pass you know I'd register online as press and I got the opportunity to go to the fashion shows where it all begins in New York and sit in the you know not necessarily the front row but there was a couple times I got to do that and witness you know fashion shows and then report on the fashion week from an international level which was great Um, but I also really enjoyed the local level of you know meeting people in Dallas or even you know Austin that crossed over to Dallas and and finding their passions and wow this is really great and you know writing about that introducing the general public to it so I always was inspired and um 
and sometimes I do trend reports and um, so there'd be days where I'd write there'd be days where I'd interview there'd be days where I was going out of town and then there'd be days where I was sitting at my computer just kind of researching and or blog writing a blog post I also did um some stuff for de weddings and we would do photo shoots and so I would go to stores and pull gowns and gather accessories and work with the art director to come up with different creative concepts and then we would go and do photo shoots so there were days I was on set where I'd have a bunch of clothing and um, accessories and we would do a photo shoot for maybe a day or maybe two days or even three days on location and that was always one of my favorite things to do as well which then obviously led me down the path of being a stylist so um so yeah so that is amazing. Of there are just so many components that I think people don't realize. You know, you see something in the final product in a magazine, you're like, oh, that's such a pretty picture. And you just, you know, you have no idea all of the mm-hmm. work that goes into just, you know, creating that one mm-hmm. image, you yeah. know? So I just think that's kind <clears throat> of uh, interesting and important for people that are interested in the field to know. Um, so so then you transition, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward, mm-hmm. then you transition into freelance. What was what was your favorite part about freelance? How mm-hmm. did it how did it differ from you know the mm-hmm. nine to five, so to speak? Yeah. So I think um, for me working at D, uh, it was a big group of people, and everyone contributed to the total um, overall product. And so um, when I became freelance, it kind of freed me up, if you will, to dabble in different areas and different fields of um, styling so it wasn't just editorial fashion shoots or beauty um, shoots or wedding but then I kind of you know branched out and started doing ad jobs which were way different than fashion editorials and that was a learning process for me I think most people get into fashion styling as an assistant First, and then they transition to a main stylist which when you're an assistant you you witness the main stylist prepping and you kind of get a you know a glimpse of how do you style jewelry and the little tricks of the trade and how do you pull for a big ad job so the budgets on ad jobs can be we want twenty thousand dollars worth of clothing pulled well you wow. know there's things you have to learn about what you need to do for certain jobs and I having my background had to kind of jump into something I didn't know always so there was you know some stumbles along the way but overall I think um it worked out and you know I was able to figure it out by asking questions and I think a lot of people um tend to not ask questions but you really need to when you're in situations like that and you know sometimes people are helpful sometimes they're not um But anybody that's interested in that field specifically, I would recommend starting as an assistant stylist and kind of working your way up and really understanding how all the processes for each different kind of job work. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. jewelry styling, there's so many little tricks to making that necklace sit just so or hang, um, you know, from a a fishing wire that's clear because you need to get it to hang without seeing how it's hanging and um, blocks that they use to stand products up and you know there's product styling there's fashion styling and then there's beauty product styling and there's jewelry and there's so many different things like I said and then working on you know commercial or video sets is completely different also which and requires a completely different kind of um pulling process which I when I say pulling I mean like gathering the clothing that you need and there's jobs like I think I did a job for um, 
a toilet paper company once and that was you know like okay how does this work and and the 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 person that hired me said I hired you because you have a great eye and I know if I send you to this store that's you know I won't name the store but doesn't have the greatest stuff you'll find the greatest stuff in that store to use for the styling the families for the um, shoot for the toilet paper company. I'm oh, sorry. So, yeah. Like, I'm, we're laughing, but I bet it paid well. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, those are the jobs that pay the most. <laughs> so uh, this is such great information, such cool behind-the-scenes uh, info. So, okay, so what was your – what was maybe – I guess we could probably figure out a lot of the fun parts about Mm -hmm. working freelance, like the flexibility, you Mm -hmm. know, to choose jobs and things like that. Cause I've done a lot of freelance stuff myself. So, um, what was the hardest part about being freelance for your life? You know, because at that point it's not, you don't rely on the comfortability of that paycheck, but I know you can still make very good money, but it's like, you have to always be the one going Mm -hmm. out and seeking either the new work or making mm-hmm. sure to nurture those connections right so that you have the next job right. so what was the hardest part for you or the most challenging if there was anything mm-hmm. sure um I think one of the most challenging aspects of being freelance especially um as a stylist in particular uh, and I'm not the only one that feels this way many of my friends you have moments where you're very busy mm-hmm. and then you have moments where you're not and and that's when you're kind of like bracing yourself of when is my next job happening where am I going to get you know my rent money my mm-hmm. money to to pay my insurance which by the way not having insurance is also a big issue these days I think for freelance people because our government doesn't necessarily provide the most um, best opportunities for for independent insurance and if that's something you want which for me it was important um, which will lead us to the next topic which I wanted to have a child and you know I needed insurance and so um, that was a big thing and I was paying like you know a lot of money to have the basic uh, insurance at that point and um, you know just a little it's very stressful I think to make sure you financially can support yourself and like you said there's big paychecks and there's big jobs and you got to make sure you learn how to save that money so that when you have drier periods of work that you have that money saved up to support yourself last you through yeah and of course you're dealing with different clients and and different personalities constantly it's never the same job never the same people so there's that too they have to like you yeah yeah it's a big part you know you have to be flexible and um able to work with a variety of different personalities I will say <laughs> yeah I'll agree with that I did I did um, you know I've done my little fair share of freelance and print work especially and I remember um, you know it's so much about relationships I remember knowing this person really well who landed a job for I don't want to mention the company's name but it was a, a bigger one for Austin because we're not like Dallas mm-hmm. right and <clears throat> so he he was a photographer he landed a job as a photographer for the magazine and then because he knew me I was a makeup artist he brought me on I felt incredibly lucky that they took a chance on me and because of the relationship they continued to call me throughout the years it wasn't a lot but whenever they had a shoot right a few Mm -hmm. times a year and then tragically and I mean tragically um and I want to say it is 40s young 40s he had a heart attack Mm -hmm. and I know this is like so dramatic but it really happened and Um, I tell you this because it's just a story about like connections and networking Mm -hmm. and relationships after he passed away 
I think maybe they used me one more time and and then the person that took his place the new photographer person director of the shoots um had his own person yeah and so called in his own person Mm -hmm. and I lost it you know I'm um moved away for a couple of years and um lost other jobs and when you're gone that's two years is like an eternity yeah you know what I mean so you really have to nurture Nurture those connections for sure connections and yes so I completely relate to what you're saying and I I do think that that would be one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so moving on to where you are now, uh, Neiman Marcus, that I remember you telling me about that job. That's a huge company. Mm -hmm. You've been with them for almost two years. Two years. Two years. Time flies. Um, You are the mother of an extremely gorgeous child, Vincent, that is eight and a half months old, which brings us to the 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 juggle is extremely real for you (laughs) and moms the new moms out there they you know i know there's a lot of them doing it in all sorts of different ways but how the heck do you do you do it that's that's the question like how do you do it especially you know i'm not trying to mention age but we're around the same Mm -hmm. age so on the spectrum of ages and having children Mm -hmm. you are a little bit on the older side yeah, right? I got a little late start um yeah like so many people are yeah. choosing to do uh-huh. these days which is smart in my opinion but um so how how do you do it just yeah. enlighten us you know I think that's a good question I I didn't plan per se this this route of my or path of my career but I got lucky in the fact of meeting you know a wonderful man who's my husband Aaron um but I was, it was a little later in life that I met this person and, you know, uh, I hadn't had a child yet and I knew in my heart I always wanted one, but I wanted to do it in the right way with the right person. And so um, my career path happened to lead me um, down a road where I, I was feeling the stress of freelance and I, you know, wanted to um, take a chance and try and have a baby and, um you know, my husband's also freelance. He has his own business. So there's that. Um, oh. Built by Bender. Built by Bender. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> this is not a, this is a plug, but it was an, uh, it's an unintentional plug. If you need something customized for like inner, literally anything, this guy is brilliant. He created um, all of the fixtures mm-hmm. in our boutique for our store. Yeah. And I mean, they, it, it literally make the store they are beautiful but he creates all sorts of different things for you know hotels and all kinds of businesses right yeah he does you know furniture art murals um you know trade they did like a big um thing for a a trade show for somebody but it's all like from scratch design stuff that they they kind of amazing come up with they're doing someone's kitchen right now and a lot of the elements that they um i think it's him and two of his brothers right. and they're all very creative in different ways and I think it's really interesting to see the products they come up with and work with people to come up with and so yeah so so but him being freelance also is you know I think when we were talking about you know having a family it was important for me to have a little bit of stability and so when Nima Marcus approached me about this position that was open of course Nima Marcus in Dallas is a huge name in fashion and well I think internationally it is and it was a huge opportunity. Um, I I had done a little freelance for them in the past, but never imagined being able to work for them 
permanently um, with a, an on-staff position. And so I was honored to get that um, offer and um, for an interview. And when I took the interview, um, it was super nerve-wracking because I was like, I don't even know if I'm, you know, after doing all I've done, it's still like, am I qualified for this? I don't know. And so um, it turns out I, I, I was, and it was just, a, it's a different way of styling though, because you're styling for one company that has, you know, the way of doing things that they do it. And so I had to learn a whole new way of doing things. But again, the root of what I did was, you know, having the eye and knowing how to put things together and um, using the resources they provide to style um, for their book, which is a printed publication, as well as their online stuff that goes on their website. And then in addition to ads that they um, put out, so we're kind of omni now. There's about four main stylists, and we all kind of work on different channels of the retailer to um, supply all of the materials that you'll see for the the whole company. Whether you're in New York or you're in Dallas or you're in Europe, it, whatever you're mm -hmm. seeing from Neiman Marcus stems from what we do in Dallas, and mm -hmm. so um, it's more behind the scenes. Um, I'm not necessarily on set like I used to be. It's more of styling from the back end. But um, but yeah, so I I when I was offered the position after interviewing, I was felt like okay, this is a great opportunity, and it'll give me some stability as well as insurance. <laughs> so you know, corporates. The 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 great thing about a corporate company is you're able to get those benefits, and so. That would be a pro. So it was a pro. Right. And I, and I, I was not, you know, at the time pregnant, but I knew that I was interested in trying to be. So lucky for me, yes. I had been there long enough. And yes. when I did get pregnant to, um, for it all to work out, you know, I had enough time to get my feet planted in the job and understand how it worked because it definitely took some time to get that. So um, quickly, um Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm losing my my uh, had too many to thoughts at once. Yeah. Um, so you were there for about a Gosh, year. how long was I there before I got pregnant? I guess um, June, July, August, a little so, over six months. So probably okay. like eight months. So you're there, there for eight months. What was um, you know I I have this conversation a lot because you know like one of my best friends she'll be on the show soon Claire mm -hmm. she's in London working for allergen she um, she um, she they have six six months I think mm -hmm. after after they give birth sure. six months off that's so nice. so we always compare the two <laughs> yeah. and we're always like oh my gosh that's crazy yeah. whether it's a dad's or the sure the dad's or moms mm -hmm. can take it so um, how long did you actually get we're gonna say quote-unquote off Sure. After you gave birth, how long was it before you mm -hmm. had to go back to work? And what was that transition yeah. like? So maternity leave, as they call it, um, I think every company has a different policy. But the general policy in in Texas, at least, is three months, is 12 weeks, is what they have to provide. But they don't have to provide pay. So uh, you have to look into these things okay. um, when this comes up. And everyone, company's different. I don't, um, I didn't, it depends on how long you work for somebody, how much you get sometimes. So so basically, um, you know, you, you get 12 weeks off based on the laws, family mm -hmm. law, but they don't have to pay you. So you have to kind of figure out how you're gonna do that and how, how you're gonna make it work. Um, I knew that I wanted to take the full 12 weeks. You don't have to, but I knew that I did. Based on friends and, and my sister-in-law's information, it just seemed to me like 
there's no question I need the time to have this. So, so I made it work for myself, but there was definitely things I had to work around and it was not easy. And, you know, being pregnant through the, the whole process, I wanted to work up to the last minute and styling. There were sure. some disadvantages to being pregnant, you know, having to bend over and stuff oh like that gosh. that you don't think about, yeah. but you know, it all worked out and it, it, it was fine. And yeah. you know, Vincent's great, but, um, it's definitely, uh, a whole nother issue to deal with when you're, you're working a stressful, job and then pregnant and then you know taking time off to have the baby but um because you know there's times the company they're not necessarily pleased that you're gone for three months but you know it works yeah, it's out. a corporate company yeah. we're not talking about little mom yeah. and pops here we're talking about corporate mm-hmm. it's, it's about business so mm-hmm. what um was three months enough um i mean i would prefer for it to be six months I definitely think six months would have been better for everybody. Um, However, I was lucky to have um, be in the position to be able to to bring in a nanny who her name is Anna and she's wonderful and um, have her come in a little early on just to spend some time with both of us. And so we got familiar. And I think having her an advantage of that was having her present with him at an early stage. He is very familiar with her is okay being with her all day long and doesn't, you know, when I leave the house and say goodbye for the day, at least for, you know, the seven, eight, nine hours that I'm gone, um, he's completely comfortable and so am I leaving with her because she's been with him since he's been three months. So I have to I have to make you talk yeah. really quickly about, um, you know, the first time you went into the, mm-hmm. after giving birth, first time you went into the full-time job mm-hmm. again, like what that felt like, <clears throat> because I hear a lot of different stories and I don't even ask me, how, I'm going to have uh, one of my friends uh, also on the show that works from home, marketing, mm-hmm. creative marketing uh, person, but I, I don't even know how she works from home, first of all, <laughs> but just take me through the thought process of going back to work for the first day. I remember you telling me about lunch. Yeah. (laughs) Just like funny, not funny. Yeah. But I mean, it's the reality, right? A guy, we don't realize a lot of the times that, you know, one of the partners might stay home and one might go to work. Mm -hmm. And so just, yeah, well, I, you know, back to that. I mean, Aaron was able to take off a couple weeks to be with me and maybe, but you know, he did have to go back to work and I stayed home. Um, but I also um, had had a C-section, so my delivery went in that direction. It wasn't planned, but um, you, it takes time to heal. And I think my body healed quickly, luckily, luckily. but I think it, that might be a hard thing about transitioning back into work. But um, lucky for me, everything went okay. And the hardest part was emotional. Um, you know, oh my gosh, I've been with this baby 24 hours a day. It, it's It's just on your heart and just... You know, not being able to be there for certain things. Um, for for me, I I communicated that I would wanted several photos and videos throughout the day if I could, Aww. just because it's so hard yeah. to leave um, your little baby and go to work and focus on work. But one of the benefits, as I mentioned, <laughs> is you've been you know nonstop twenty four seven baby baby baby. You can barely eat your lunch. You can barely sit down and take a bite because it's constantly you know with the baby and so I I went to work and and I was like oh my gosh I I actually have time to enjoy my lunch and and feed myself and not think about the baby while I'm doing this so um that was nice I will say that was nice 
to be able to sit and eat my lunch. <laughs> I do not think that you're alone in feeling that way, but it was just, it was funny to me when you said it, because it was just, it's a powerful realization. Mm-hmm. It's beyond the, it's beyond just the eating of the lunch. It's when you told me that, that little story, I, I just thought, wow, I mean, this is kind of like a metaphor for the 18 years of your life you know what I mean because it doesn't stop Mm -hmm. that's my point it does not stop so you realizing oh my gosh I have time to eat lunch Mm -hmm. because you're not you're just being able to eat lunch without doing anything else there's gonna be so you know the very few times right for for a a while until you're able to have lunch with and other things mm-hmm. and then and then it goes on and probably forever beyond the 18 years sure. like never you never stop being a mom mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah even though Absolutely. it changes yeah yeah and there's all the things that you know we won't get into but you know you have to if you're going to nurse you have to you know fit in pumping at work and you have to do all of these things and so that whole thing is another juggle altogether and um trying to make sure you can provide that stuff for your baby that you where at least for me would wanted to and I've been able to successfully do that but you have to take time out from your job while at work to stop and do that and and hopefully they provide you a space to do that and I've been lucky that the company has you know been understanding but you have to literally stop what you're doing and take 20 minutes at least away and Excuse yeah. me, well, I need to go home for a minute. <laughs> yeah, and that is the reality of working a full-time, demanding job and being a, a mother, yep. right? And with a newborn, that is just the reality. And I am so I know there are so many more. I'm going to have to have you on again, first sure. of all, because <laughs> there are so many more things I feel like we haven't even gotten to, and it's uh, you know in the the half an hour that we've been together. Um, but I also just want to say that that it's so appropriate that you are the first person. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Alex, but that was kind of like my trial podcast (laughs) moment with Alex. And uh, so you're really my first official, the first official person on my show. And um, and it's just appropriate because uh, just shy of 20 years ago, I remember sitting at a Mexican restaurant in Dallas and getting, having my smartphone for the first time and not knowing how to enter anybody's name into it. And you took it and you put your name into my phone you showed me how to put it in and it said stuff just says stuff not even stephanie and it's still in my phone like that today so every time i see your name come up i think oh it's like i remember this is the first person that was ever in my phone like you know it's like the little things in life but um i really have enjoyed you on on the show i think that people can learn so much um from you and everything that you've been through and um and i can't wait to have you on again so thank you Thanks for having me. Yay. Bye. Bye.